0: Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titanist. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hell mouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell.
1: extra. Y'all don't know what kind of shit we go through to get this episode out today. So um like, share, support, or I'll slap the shit out of you. Do it. Welcome to Trenos and the Lived Experience. My name is Cam Rain, Eileen, Maharet Drell, aka Tranos. Say that shit with your whole chest or I'll force you to listen and stand by me on repeat for the rest of eternity. Uh, This is Tran Olson, The Lived Experience. Uh, This is the show that was never taught how to deal with childhood abandonment. Um, This episode is brought to you by the Meeting of Music and Marijuana. Today's episode was inspired by Jimmy's Chicken Shack's 90s single, Do Right. Um, I used to get really high to the song. That's simply put, my parents run around. No one was telling me not to, so I got really high to the song. It was 1999. I was 19 years old, suck my dick. Um, Today's episode Strain uh is brought to you uh by gage also known as berry gelato better known as blueberry gelato shit is delicious also gelato. called um also called a gelato berry it's an uh, uh, indica-dominant hybrid marijuana strain made by crossing Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies with blueberry. The strain is potent and produces psychedelic effects that are clearly headed up uh, with a function. And um, in large doses, berry gelato will relax you. It's also been touted that it'll make you piscadil work. Hey. <laughs> um, For the trans girls, you know what that means. If you know, you know. Um, especially at forty-one years old, we need a little bit of oof to get that old school firmness. Uh, so, um, smoke some gelato and pipe your friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- today's episode is uh team dead inside. Welcome back, team dead inside. Hello, and uh team dead inside presents uh, the neglecticons saga. Um, intru-
0: it was definitely a saga.
1: Intru- introduce yourselves.
0: Hello. You know who it is. It's Andrew, the Prince of Prickery and all the other dumb names that I was given. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Douche canoe. There you go. (laughs) There's been lots. Not all
1: of them have been nice. And Tracy. We still thinking a, no We still thinking about a name. So, like, uh, hit up the Instagrams and all that other stuff and let us know. Uh, that's at uh, Tranos Lives and the Tranos. Hit those up and let us know what Tracy's nickname should be. Um, it should be respectful, because I mean, are we I think we got flight money.
0: I it's think no so. Thank you. It's only a couple hundred bucks. I, My thought no If name you name. fly out of Buffalo, you can go basically anywhere. I direct. know there's
1: straight flights out of Rochester now. Like <laughs> I got, like I got time. So try us. Uh, we wanted to take a steering away from. Uh, the current uh, trauma that I am facing as an adult. Let's talk about childhood trauma. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> let's talk about at, at, least, chi- at least we trauma. can
0: remember childhood trauma fondly.
1: You know, what I mean, you know, some people will be like, "Oh, remember the good old days when we used to like run, rev, shot up and down the street, and like our parents you really just, didn't check on us." You or, would just or,
0: like, be in Pinnacle Hill for like five hours. Provide and us no lunch one cared.
1: or anything like that. Like, let's just talk about. Uh, uh, That freedom that we uh, we hold so fond is also neglect. To to some extent, it has to be, because
0: I certainly wasn't checking in with mom and dad before we left either. It was just, oh, we got we should be outside playing because it's nice out. All right,
1: bye, Tracy. Hit us with something from your like from your childhood that you remember that could have been, uh, why you became a neglecticon. What do
2: you mean? like uh like an example of running
1: an example of like a time where your parents should have been there and because it was the 80s and the 90s they weren't
2: oh no yeah we just mostly hung out behind the dow post or what is it runs over there on buffalo
1: oh buffalo road oh
2: rick's yeah, yeah, Rick's now or whatever the fuck it was. The what last was that iteration? What was
1: it? What
0: Rick's Prime Rib?
1: Oh, it was a fucking Prime Rib place. Yeah, Damn white like people yeah, had it rough. No, but they had it.
0: In they games. had it like fucking back behind Rick Prime Rib. There's like two football fields worth of just like open shit, and then nothing but woods surrounding right.
2: it. And it's like around the corner from like the corner on Mount Reed and Lyle. Uh, uh, like you know, like yeah,
1: you're, Central. You're, oh, like right by the red light district where Shawcross used to stomp. You're halfway, right,
2: right between, Gates Motel. you're halfway between. You're halfway
0: between Gates Motel and the fucking roundabout. Well, what is a roundabout now? Which was just like one of the worst intersections and, ever.
2: And there was rumors that there was like radioactive, like waste management going on back there that like it was just generally not a safe healthy environment to be in yeah, it's we probably why there, nobody
0: right? did anything on it for however long and then us. all of a sudden once you were we allowed to develop shit. on it everybody went
1: nuts we ran that shit so, hold, on, hold on hold on i gotta describe to our viewers who are uh, worldwide shout out to greece where i'm big i sell <laughs> i sell mad yogurt in greece if we
0: have <laughs> viewers you have to have a conversation with them
1: Listeners. Because this dude's being a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> um for our listeners. What are they <laughs> uh, who aren't who aren't Rochester adjacent. Uh, <laughs> there were several landmarks that were just tossed out there and, yeah. and we want to make sure that you understand what we're talking about. So Google first app. off, uh Lau <laughs> yeah, Avenue. Google Maps, motherfucker, you got it. Lau Avenue is the whole stroll. <laughs> Everybody type, knows type what in. the whole stroll is. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and also uh, to add um what was it uh, motel what was it gates motel the gates motel oh, um if first oh, 48 was shot in that, the 80s all its episodes <laughs> would have been there they got hourly rates uh like hourly rates like when you walk up to the front desk and they go hey uh, how many hours uh get, spot, get ready for bed bugs bro the spot for <laughs> two 20 year old
0: idiots who wanted to fucking be like hey they can't tell us we can't fuck if we're not in
1: their house. Let's fuck on this filthy mattress.
0: Yes, (laughs) and see that's why we're smart and blankets were brought. And like, no, we're going to sleep on top of a thing on top of this bed and then we're basically going to burn this motherfucking blanket after we leave. (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, um, my... Getting uh, away (laughs) from old people who are telling you not to fuck. My experience was a bit different (laughs) because I was in the hood. Um, So let me just kind of shoot out like one of the little... This was
0: the suburban version.
1: Yeah, let's talk about one of the little of spots not, I used to hang out Cadillac. at. We're, so we're
0: not fucking we're one not not of the spots
1: that I used to hang out at is um uh Titus. Titus Avenue it's off of Hudson. I used to hang out at this place called House of Guitars. They don't know where Hudson Avenue is. Um <laughs> Hey, stop interrupting me. Um uh so uh House of Guitars is off of Hudson Avenue, which in the nineties uh would have been described as uh Little Puerto Rico. Uh,
0: I think if you didn't say that in Spanish, it can't be Little Puerto Rico. <laughs> it was the cl- it was
1: Clinton. It was Clinton. That's how they said it back then. And that's uh, just all respect to my like Spanish speakers. like they, I don't know what y'all called it, so let me know. Uh, but when I used to talk to my friends and I was like, "Hey, I'm going down Hudson." I mean, you mean by Clinton? Yeah. Yeah, like Last Avenido's Clean you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's uh where you can get some things. Let's talk about some of its prime like uh exports from Clinton. So ass. F- first off, um ass gunplay. Ass. True. We do live close. One
2: live was
1: gunplay, two was ass. <laughs> Three because was the was biggest area where you there. would see the most low-life white people in search of heroin. Hern. White people, I love it. That girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snow. Um, uh, that that antifreeze. Some people looking to party. Lean, <laughs> the original lean. Um, so yeah, I would run rough shot in that area, and it was primarily like a urban area. You had to walk through little Jamaica, which like we, I'm we're Caribbean. They didn't really give it a special name. It's like two blocks where all the Jamaicans live, and um, then beyond that was the house of guitars. You had to cross into like white people land, which is visible in Rochester. Oh, um, the whole time, this is like a two lane that had to cross a four lane Mm -hmm. into another neighborhood. And uh, shout out to the Irondequoit police uh, for brutalizing us every time. Um, So, like, my parents... Uh, and, and not to mention the fact that this is six miles from where I live. Six <laughs> yeah, right. I was miles say, was from where I live. Like, this is not my neighborhood. Like, the neighborhood where I used to do dastardly stand-by-me shit was not my neighborhood. I did not live in that neighborhood. I traveled to it. I went to school in it, but I did not live in it. I lived in the Mount Hope area, which would be considered the hippie area. Every city has one. Mm. If you smell patchouli and see lots of pop-ups. Like people serving like uh, coleslaw and cabbage ice cream. Yeah, but even, whites. Even, you see a lot of whites. Even intermingled.
0: that. There are some hard lines on that section of road where you're seeing a lot of pop ups and a lot of college students and a lot of that kind of thing. But at the same time, if you go two blocks that way, it used to be a fucking mess down there. Yeah. Over by where fucking. Spectrum, Time Warner... The Gateway, where uh, I ...Rochester Tell, all of those things. Uh, that shit profit. was fucking... A completely different area than There was a project started getting Anywhere near Yeah there was like The Malhut fucking There
1: was like Time Warner And then there was like That project right oh, there And man. the project I used to live in Was called Gateway the Gateway It was It was the, Yeah it was oh, a gateway to, pay, to out of the hood Yeah you could get <laughs> uh, You had to like Pay to cross the parking lot Like people uh, Knew you were a stranger Cause Fuck everybody yeah. knew everybody There was a 12 story Apartment building At the end of it And then it was like Part A prison built apartments oh, okay. There were like Two to three bedroom, prison-built apartment. Like,
0: the idea that nowadays they're, like, 3D printing people little gateways out of fucking concrete, and great, awesome, you got a little robot to fucking (laughs) you out a house made out of concrete? good for you. That's what Gateway was. It was just like a concrete block that had window holes and door holes punched into it and it was just like, alright, here you go. Right, so I've they set- didn't paint that shit. They didn't, but it was not the, just concrete. We just like built for the parking lot up higher and then like let people live in it.
1: So I set the scene for where I did my dastardly shit and, and, and I'm gonna let Andrew explain to how, like where we met, how in my um, Neglecticon adventures I end up stumbling upon Uh, Prince Prickery. Okay, so this is a gentleman, Prince
0: Prickery. This is a scenario where two people who aren't us are involved somehow, (laughs) get together, decide to start hanging out, hang out enough that the outsiders, i.e., myself and Cameron, then draw into a group of people that we weren't necessarily involved in. And then somehow become as or more intertwined than in the outside group who was responsible for putting this together. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've had the argument that, like, there's plenty of uh, my interactions with people that aren't my fucking fault. I've known Vaughn almost my entire life. That's on Brad. I didn't bring Vaughn to our house. I don't fucking... I wasn't responsible for that. Stevie... That motherfucker has been around for a long goddamn time. Right. This is the crew. Todd brought this motherfucker home from school. So, like, you didn't start hanging out with me because you started hanging out with me. You are related to a person who was hanging out with my sister and was around me enough to have, you know, again, become part of the group to which you get drawn into. And now you're part of the group. And, oh, man, just (laughs) all the stupid shit, going to 12 school and playing fucking handball and going and playing fucking basketball and fucking around in the goddamn woods behind the house. Now, see, this is going to speak to the idea that we grew up very close to each other. Right, right. But I was not in the same fucking world that you were.
1: By, like, four blocks. And right, I mean, you're
0: talking about 15 minutes, 20 minutes of walking, and I mean, you're obviously, not I mean, even. I mean, uh, you know, 15 year old trudging walking. This is no today. That's that is 40 minutes because I am not walking that goddamn yeah, fast. Okay. You can Kiss my ass. We used to merc. Um, we old. created
1: the word merc. You're welcome.
0: Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, you know, a good 15, 20 minutes walking as a fucking teenager got you from where you're talking about in Gateway where you basically live in a fucking concrete Lego uh, apartment building and shit and my house which is, you know, a fucking four bedroom one and a half bath fucking house that had the double plot thing going longwise behind it and what butted that up was a whole motherfucking forest that just had like my block was like the entire middle of the thing was woods so like i could basically cut through and go to anywhere on the entire city block that we lived on through
1: said woods all right all right all right so we've set that up now you know what you didn't hear in any three of those stories you know what you didn't hear um what what did we hear in any of those stories adult supervision right (laughs) Say it again. Say it, loud. Say it louder, Tracy. Parenting. Adult supervision. So, uh, let's talk about like the how we how uh, these instances of us just roaming the streets like uh, rogues and shit like that. Let's talk about how that uh, how that came to be. All right, so we're gonna talk about my dad first. Let's hit on my dad because at this period of time when you and me met, um, I was wilding. First off, I was wearing like yeah. a, a, a kung fu gi. No, and no a not guitar, yet. not yet. That wasn't it. Not yet. Carried, what was I wearing?
0: Carrying a guitar. Was it the Skittle face, like the long hair uh, Skittle face? Band band and or, you know, something fucking uh pop culture t-shirt. I'm pretty sure those first couple of times like the whole ass Frank denim Harris fucking joint. uh no, like Metallica jean shorts. Tattered Cut up, like, this used to be a pair of pants, but them shits were so goddamn, like, not, oh, like... Oh, I just wore the legs huggies. off those motherfuckers? Yeah, not, like, and not, like, fucking hugging you tight, but, like, tight. Like, these were not supposed to be shorts ever, and they just are now. But with, like, the Bobo Converse's, the fucking, like, the low-cut and or mid-cut joints, whatever the hell they were. Um The cannabis neck choker? Yes. <laughs> see... <laughs> So my Wally. first my first impression of this person was just whole ass, fucking metal nerd, dorky, fucking was gonna fit right in because it, that's and and then the idea that you also happen to use uh, the marijuana.
1: The Huck Finn joints. That's what yes, I used to wear. The Huck Finn yes, shorts. Yes. And I did had, smoke a lot of marijuana. I still do. If you,
0: if you had a straw hat on, it wouldn't have surprised anyone. It wouldn't would have. have it like wouldn't Luffy. have gone against the grain. <laughs> <laughs> fucking two piece.
1: So, I went through lots of iterations, but like what would happen generally in the morning is I would get up and I would listen to the Nerf 95.195. Uh Remember that shit? Yeah. (coughs) I I would play rock music until my dad became so upset with me listening to devil white people shit that he would tell me that I needed to leave. That would be right around nine o'clock in the morning. Now, on my way to the door, he would tell me that he was going to have visitors, which meant he was going to uh, geek no and crack. beat, uh, ha- uh, uh, ingest and buy a little uh, crack cocaine with one of his um, uh, what would we call these ladies of the uh, afternoon, <laughs> ladies of the mid morning, <laughs> <laughs> ladies. you are gonna the come over at fucking eleven late 30. dusk. <laughs> like, like, what would you call? Them? We're gonna whoers. We're, we're gonna oh, settle brunches. in around two p.m. and then krill creatures,
2: <sighs> brunch broads.
1: Yeah, So he would tell me, um, I'm going to have company, which meant like, don't fucking come back. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be given any allowance or money or anything like that. So I had to like navigate what my day was going to be. Now, let's be real about my friendships. When I was a teenager, they all kind of revolved around like one, the need for companionship two, like literally looking for someone to tell me what to do because my parents never did so i always go to like people's house where there was at least one parent who was just willing to be like become my parent for a little bit yes (laughs) which um, my dad is excellent at shout out to mr collins he's Um, just like
0: oh you're here a lot all right for sitting around (laughs) for sitting
1: around yelling in his underwear a lot it was cool
0: uh, yeah, he, made, he always made a strong impression
1: It was very strong I was—I thought he was fucking hilarious the first time I met him I thought he was fucking hilarious So I would move through the world looking for basic needs So one would be guidance Two would be companionship Like mm-hmm. hanging out with Andrew and them Three would be food Because my father did not provide me Yes, anything. and at that
0: time of my life We did actually have enough food For people to be coming over and also eating
1: Right Right, what's changed over time Yeah, a little bit A <laughs> little bit, a little bit A <laughs> like, little bit We'll get there
0: It may or may not have gotten a little sparse at the end
1: I'm good If you hear choking and coughing and lighters and stuff in the background You That's already know gelato. the drill You already know the drill uh, Grow up, be an adult about it We smoke weed, it's legal here Or don't, just shut the hell up uh, <laughs> <laughs> So moving through the world I looked for those basic those basic needs <laughs> there it is (coughs) it's kicking my ass (coughs) i would say sorry but it's my show suck my dick um yeah i moved to the world looking for those basic things but like we kind of like we're on our own a little bit like a little bit all of us in our own little way we're just kind of on our own or given too much responsibility too fast tracy what could you say to that like
2: i i agree i think there's balance to it too because we learned of a lot of really important lessons doing that. I mean, maybe not <laughs> in the safest or best way forward, but you learn a lot about yourself and autonomy and how to seek resources. That
0: that's, part. That's for
1: sure.
2: That part, that part. Because,
1: um, yeah, I, I learned to seek out the things that I needed and others immediately from knowing I was never going to get them in my own household. My dad was a fucking emotionalist crack monster, the premier crackhead of the greater Rochester area. <laughs> Philip, <laughs> I'm gonna blink out his last name cause that's my business. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, he was, I, th- I think you got to meet him when you were young. Uh,
0: well, there was that time he had cuffed you in the face and uh, threatened to stab your brother oh. in front of my dad. Sounds
1: like a Saturday.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> there was that one time one him. time,
1: where he um, he was not the most loving man. Um, the first time sure he met Andrew, he your... like did punch me directly in the face, and then threatened to stab my brother in front of a bunch of adults, a bunch of white adults, with like, with like a knife. You Which would need it, a... really? hella brave in the nineties.
2: <laughs> <90s. laughs> Let's talk the, about that.
0: The idea that like this was not a click knife. This was like a had a leather bag. You had to put it in sheath. Fucking single handle knife like make like a, knif. <laughs> <not> a knife fuck
1: <laughs> this is a knife <laughs> uh actually that's a spoon why you ask why did all of this transpire uh because and we're getting to it uh because we're in the neglecticons uh-huh. and my dad just kind of like was not prepared to be a father ever ever see i think my experience
0: with those things is less the what what are you fucking um <clears throat> I'm
1: bothering Prince Gregory for a cigarette. Oh Continue.
0: yeah, who fucking who knew? Uh the idea that like I don't know that my my parents were being neglective as much as they wanted four children to stop bothering them and or exist. Let just they just exist needed less. they just you said it. You said, exist less. Just well, <laughs> not not less. Just less loudly less
1: uh exist out of my space, space. out of yes. my
0: like it felt more like the old fucking children should be seen and not heard kind of thing but they were like hey you know how i told you seen and not heard can you not be heard can not can you like to, like just none of the or the seen thing can you not do that one either can you just like fuck off <laughs> with well, my dad for was, an hour
1: my dad was literally like all right i need your existence Uh, for this uh, uh, hustle I'm about to run on everybody. But then after that, I'm just going to, like, disappear for a little bit. My dad was in and out. Like, we lived in the same house, but there would be sometimes, like, months where I did not see him. Like, that means, like, months where there was no food being in the refrigerator, uh, months where lights and, like, uh, electricity was possibly turned off at times. There was long periods of time where this motherfucker – would be at his girlfriend's house, which was like two blocks away from us, and just never check in on us. Like, we were just allowed to run Russia. I didn't have a curfew. I didn't really have a time to be home. Like, there was plenty of times where I was at you guys' houses, like, where Mr. Collins had to ask me, like, shouldn't you be on your way home? Isn't your parents? Yeah, don't you have to walk home, too? Yeah, isn't your dad? Like, well, Mr. Collins never gave me any trouble about giving me a ride home because I barely asked. But, like, he would always be like, all right, it's like 9 o'clock. He used to drive us home, too, all the time. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, where's your um where where Yeah, no. And see like because that's your parents that, know where that's you the are. thing.
0: Like <laughs> I I wouldn't I would never say that my dad was one of the ones who was neglecting anyone. I think he had a lot of faith in that his children weren't just completely stupid. But he he, he had also he did seen you. and was well aware of what kind of stupid we were. So, like, are you going to get fucking shot or fucking murdered or any of those things? Probably not. Are you going to break your fucking leg jumping off of the back of somebody's fucking roof? Yeah, probably. Are you going to maybe set something on fire on accident? Mm, probably. Like, but like, he didn't. I don't think there was enough there to ever say he was being neglectful he just was okay with us not necessarily being around
1: what about,
2: <laughs> to, what to, about to be loud and angry experience. and break shit so, i mean i i would say the same thing like i had to check in before we left and i can remember times getting in trouble because we were two minutes late and we had to be held to this timeline and i mean not to say we didn't get into trouble and <laughs> maybe not have earned some of that trust in I, hindsight as a parent myself now but Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot more freedom to run.
1: Was it freedom? I don't know. Or was it lack of I care? Because in, in my case, it was complete lack of care. Yeah, I can't yeah. speak to y'all experience. Yeah. But with my father, it was a complete lack of care. Like, he didn't care where we were unless we had money or something that he can get from us. <laughs> he didn't, like, care how we ate because he... Barely provided that. Um, there was a period of time where we lived with my dad. Like, I ran away from foster care to live with my dad. And we lived with him for about three years before foster care caught me. Three years. Right. And in that three years of time living with him, he never once bought me a bed. I slept on the floor for three years. He never bought me a bed. He didn't provide me with blankets. He never bought any of my clothes. Um, now, I, I was like 12 to 13. So by the time you met me, I was like 15?
0: I would have said 16, 17 if you had asked me. But.
1: I, I think I was like because I would 15 cause I would have put
0: you guys right around Erin's age and she's um oh right around three or three and change years is older than me. Yeah,
1: I was probably around 16, 16 going on seventeen. So that that number of years just like not having anything provided for you that wasn't given to you by the government. And there was periods of time where like foster care would come get me, and your dad gets like visitation with you and has a number where you are, and it was just like none of that. Like it was like a complete lack of care for me because like when you care about like and not being a parent but watching how other parents have progressed over time including yourselves when you care about your kids you kind of set boundaries to protect them. Agreed. Like my dad didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. He was smoking curls.
0: I mean shit you are you are also talking to the person who technically on paper was grounded for like three and a half years. <laughs> Just like straight. Like basically, estimate, from probably. fucking middle school all the way through the end of high school, it was just like a no. You're not supposed to go anywhere, do anything because you are a numbskull. <laughs> <laughs> just, just should so not you're be just out. Now, for now, what you were gonna do again. We have to mention things like is the person? Bear in mind, I'm pointing at myself. The person who got hit by a goddamn car trying to cross the street. <laughs> One of the few times my wonderful father was like, "Hey, you, go into the world and do a thing for me, earn my trust, boy." Bah! Hit by a car, son of a bitch. Uh that didn't work out too tell, well.
1: No, we got to tell a story about that. Now. Okay. I wasn't. I don't think I was at this
0: one. No, you def, You. I think that was one of the uh, lost. The, the, dope, lost the, the lost periods.
1: The lost periods. Because I did this thing where I disappeared a lot. Like, yeah, and was, then we like, just popped all right, back it up. It was fun, guys. Bye.
0: Um, so I, again, I go home, dad says, go to, uh, such and such, which again, you're talking about 15 minutes, 20 minutes of walk in to go to where I'm going. I was probably gone for about two and a half hours, bear in mind. So I go. I'm walking where I'm going is right next to one of the people, uh, somebody I go to school with house who had mentioned during the day that I got a bunch of drugs. I'm gonna be smoking some weed after school. Drugs. And if you, uh, happen to be out and about, come on by, I'll be doing drugs. Say cool. I have an opportunity to do that. Dad sent me out into the world to go and do a thing. Why wouldn't I take advantage of that opportunity and go fucking smoke weed with somebody I'm fucking hang out with when I'm at school. So I go there. I do the thing. I smoke way too much weed. <laughs> <laughs> and then go, all right, man, got to get out of here. Got to go do a thing. Fucking do doo Go on my walk. Fucking go and pick up chainsaw blades from goddamn hardware store where they had been sharpened. I go there. I get them. I go to cross a, a four-lane fucking uh, crosswalk where the intersection you're dealing with is the exit of the expressway. Okay. So uh, you're talking Monroe Avenue and fucking, yeah. Jesus Christ. So I'm crossing up there. And in doing so, had a wonderful experience where I go to cross the road. I am supposed to be crossing the road. The crosswalk says, come on, guy. I'm in it. I'm doing the thing. I start. I am not necessarily walking, I am not running by any means, that is not a thing Andrew has ever been known for, or ever will be, running, not an Andrew trait. But in my fucking jog, I get past the oncoming traffic, the the fucking coming at me from the left side fucking traffic, and I get to the part where the traffic is coming from the right hand side, and then all I saw was lights.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry I should be laughing I you literally got
0: back I, I got out from behind Two fucking cars that were parked at a, Were stopped at a light waiting to go And as soon as I got Out from behind the Inside car It was headlights uh, they, did not, they did not stop They did not stop Until after Contact was made with A young boy
1: Meager in so
0: I wake up in the middle of the intersection And I'm like uh, I didn't die <laughs> Yay Okay How'd
1: your dad respond?
0: Oh, oh, there's so much more to that Do you want to just jump to where dad finds out? Let's
1: go to where dad finds out Okay,
0: girl. so I'm picked up by an ambulance and taken to a hospital police officers had responded to the scene. In doing so, had gone to my residence and notified my father, who uh, just so happened to be gravely ill, uh, had had the flu for a few days and was just like you know sequestered to the couch, was not fucking functioning in the world. He is the only one home with the other children. Knock on the door. It's the cops. (sighs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Police officer speaks with my father and says, "Uh, are you Daniel Collins? He says, yes. He says, is this Andrew John, uh, your son? He says, yes. He says, your son was hit by a car. He goes, (sighs) (sighs) okay. What was, is he okay? Did he die? Like what? (laughs) What's going on here? You no, know, he was taken to such and such a hospital, he's fucking being checked out, he's awake alert and all the other fucking fun things. Was standing on his own when we found him. Um bear in mind should not have been. Probably should have just stayed there in the like, hey, I'm okay. Somebody get an ambulance over here, but I'm not standing up. Um So yeah, yes, this motherfucker was woken out of a Nyquil fucking stupor. To find out that his fucking 16 year old son was struck by a vehicle in the night.
1: So this would have been 1999.
0: Mm, yeah, probably right around there, 98, 99, something like that.
1: See what I did there? Circle right back around in Jimmy's Chicken Shack, do right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Released it was in a, a, it was June, June of 1999. It's a good time. But like. I can still feel, like, the the care in your dad's response. Jamal broke his leg. Jamal was playing football. This is the bridge version. It's very quick. Um, Jamal was playing football in the back of Gateway, the prison project. We were playing with a bunch of boys that didn't like us because we currently got bullied for being poor kids and, like, not having good clothes or anything like that. Um, We were playing football. Uh, Jamal got hit high-low, like an NFL hit.
2: Mm.
1: Um, Jamal's leg didn't make it. I ran to my apartment and I said, Dad, Jamal broke his leg. You know what his response was? Motherfucker. He's like, I got to go to the spot real quick. Just bring him back here. Wow. Wow. So what I'm finding out from these stories, that we've only been talking for about 30 minutes now, what I'm finding out is I was really neglected.
0: Yes. No, there are, <laughs> so, levels. There are levels. There are levels to levels. this shit because there is a disparity between you and me, and then there is a disparity between what I had and what she had. Absolutely. Because then she gets to move into a place where that's two different experiences with each parent.
1: Absolutely. Jesus. Jesus. Um, Yeah, just like kind of thinking back to like there there was like I was saying, we talked about this earlier before we started recording. Like when I think back to the good times, it was those times where I was just like running rampant. But at the same time, I had to.
2: Right
0: right and ours was less of a had to and it was more of a we were allowed to so we did
1: oh, we were right. we were raised like compared like the comparison is like we were kind of raised by like wolves mm-hmm. it was kind of fucked up like and like going on those long journeys those long walks and chilling in like the fields and like going to pinnacle hill those are all good times but i was always like starving my parent did not know where i was did not care um we we did a lot of shit that would have been considered, like, shenanigans, but we kind of did it to survive, like, right, robbing. He, uh, what was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was Wilson Farms. Yeah. we just Rob Wilson Farms. We should just go Rob Wilson Farms. Uh, what else did we used to do? We used to go to hard pack and, like, rush one person, buy a pair of sneakers to help people steal stuff. Um, like Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah! Uh, shout out uh, to hard fucking... pack no longer exists. Um, part of your inventory uh, lives in my closet <laughs> to this day,
0: or at least right, or at least made it for quite some time. I,
1: still I, got don't, a pair have, of I don't have I don't have I don't have hard pack
0: stuff anymore.
1: I still have a single pair of converse that I bought from there. They're like size 11s, <laughs> like fucking boat shoes. I was oh. on my fucking Fred Durst shit back then
0: getting fucking wilson farms uh that place will always have a special place in my heart because of the time that that fucking lady was uh was fucking like rough housing todd who was like eight and my mother went down there and fucking cursed that lady out so goddamn hard and we uh and being like 10 years old and sitting in the car and being able to audibly hear through a glass door my mother just whole ass dragging this bitch out of a fucking, it, with with her words, because my mother was not trying to go to jail, but was da- for damn sure going to let that lady know that if she ever put her hands on her fucking son ever again, she was going to die.
1: I remember Wilson Farms because it was just like one of our main stops on a daily basis. Like, I Yeah, because fucking, fucking penny slurpee. candy
0: was real and you could go down there and get whatever the fuck you wanted. I had to go wanted. down there and
1: get the dollar slurpee joint. We had a 7-Eleven. Yeah, I
0: was going to say We had a fucking Wilson Farms And they those motherfuckers had exactly what we needed Which was candy for under a quarter Yeah mm-hmm. we, okay. Ah, two airheads for a quarter, man Two whole airheads for a quarter when
1: they were 10 Now look eight. how old we sound Being like, hey, remember when you used to be able to walk into the store with a dollar? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, right,
0: we might as well be talking about egg creams and shit Right, like remember you could walk into the store with a <laughs> dollar go down, And you didn't pay
1: tax on it. Go down, down to the Five remember dime, and get shit? a phosphate <laughs> a, a egg cream <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go get a
0: malted me and my girl went down <laughs> to the old Wilson Farms and got a malt we got two straws
1: yeah like uh, all the good times I do remember were just generally around like other kids like we lived like Lord of the Fly shit for a little bit yeah like, Well, I was well, definitely and, on some Lord of the Fly shit
0: and it was, it's nice to know that beyond whatever the hell, you know, somebody like my dad and to some extent someone like my mom was not necessarily providing as much care as maybe we wanted or needed, but had space to allow other people in to get care they weren't getting. Mm. Yeah. Because having food like and having fucking shelter it. and having all of those things available to you were things that my parents could offer to you now again i might be sitting here and being like yeah no i could literally just be like all right i'm gonna go off outside and have someone just be like okay that is technically neglectful is it get out of my house so i can do crack neglectful (laughs) no no not at all like no leave
1: my house for long periods of time. And if you, there's um, one time where like your dad brought us home, me and Jamal like drove us home. It was like nine 30 at night. It was like a snowstorm. So he's just being nice. Cause we were going to walk. So Mr. Collins is like, Oh, I'll give you guys a ride. And we get in the car and he drives us all the way to our house. And my dad like says, no, like my dad was just like, no,
2: mm.
1: like come back tomorrow. And so we walk back down the stairs. Mr. Mm. Collins is just turning his car around to leave. He sees us. And he's like what the fuck? And I'm right. like yeah. I just our, sent you in there. Yeah. Our dad said no. He said come back tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Collins was like just get in the car. Like he was just through with it. <laughs> he was like just get in the car. We <sighs> slept on like You're the couch mind. downstairs and shit. Like like that kind of shit. Like it like we all felt it a little bit, but it's just like comparing our stories currently. I'm like, God damn, yo. Like, on top of all the fucking dysphoria and like hiding being gay that I was dealing with, I was also like fucking leader and lord of the neglecticons. Yep. Like, I had no idea. Like, and then like growing up and like interacting with other people's families, I still see it in myself how I'm like,
0: well, because like, to, to the, nobody to, for me to, to answer to, to that extent, mm-hmm. like, I get that shit too, and certainly not to the same fucking extent, degree, level, whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't know how many times I've been to motherfuckers' houses. Like, wait, you do this all the time? Right.
1: You guys, you guys, talk you guys to have each other? a fucking. <laughs> like-
0: and I mean, to an extent, like the life I grew up with was this bathroom works. We don't go in there. Like, <laughs> going into a house that had two whole ass functioning bathrooms, like what the fuck (laughs) me walking to the house with two bathrooms period (laughs) right two um, toilets that are that are hooked up and work in the same house
1: god damn and then because of the because of the way we grew up because my mom had more kids than me and my twin brother now at this time i was still technically in foster care even though i was running away constantly because i would rather be around my abuser than live in the system (laughs) that's another story Mm -hmm. um my sisters like and my little brother grew up in a completely different style of parenting so there wasn't as much of what me and jamal went through. me and jamal ran the fucking streets mm-hmm. like and then there was there was, we got grounded all the time whenever like my mom just got fed up with like us asking questions we would just get grounded like for stupid shit like oh there was a sponge on the sink or like i'm gonna chastise you guys all night because somebody left a single like ramen noodle on the counter <laughs> like that kind of shit like my mom was down to that kind of shit and she was heavy into drugs at that time which I didn't know for years after that Um, so like the style of parenting from my dad to my mom over time my dad's style of parenting has never changed my mom's style of parenting is several has been several different iterations mm-hmm. like before she passed on she was like more of like a, a listening like kind of supportive mom but when I was like In my early, like, teens, like, uh, 11 and 12, like, it was very, very difficult to communicate with her, and her style of um, parenting was very authoritarian, but it wasn't for my benefit. Mm. Right. It wasn't for my benefit at all. It was a punishment for looking like my father. Yikes. Mm. (laughs) Like, like, saying that out loud, I'm like, wow, like, Jesus Christ, like, that's fucking insane. But, like just hearing like those little stories and stuff like that like it does give me a glimpse of like how there was joy in my like youth Mm -hmm. but it also shows me like those long gaps in my memory that i don't remember because i was just fucking running wild
2: right surviving like
1: literally in survival mode from like the age of like 12 until now like i'm still in survival mode and that 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 those small moments of neglect that seem so small now were like huge in my development as a human being like i became paranoid i became like a like a food hoarder at one point Mm -hmm. um there's been times where like in my youth where i was very manipulative to get the things that i wanted and all of that came from like having to be scarcity. Like, like right. being like, oh, right. like, I was like, I still have to check myself sometimes. Like, well, even when I'm here, like you guys make dinner or something like that. And I'm like, am I eating too much? Mm. You know, because I used yeah. to do that. Like somebody would be like, hey, you can have something. I'd be like, well, this is going to be the only time I eat today. I'm going to eat as much as possible. Right. Absolutely. So I have to, like, check myself about that stuff still to this day at 41. Like, um... Yeah, but there were a lot of good times, like the long walks, like us going to parks and shit like that. Yeah. Us trying to be skateboarders, us <laughs> trying to be in bands, <laughs> us uh, worshiping Dirty Arnie. Uh, all hail to Dirty Arnie. There is a
2: freedom in not being observed by somebody you feel like you need to kowtow to. Like, you can kind of find your wings more. I mean, sometimes at the detriment of your own health and safety, but, right, you know, you are kind of allowed to spread them out farther.
0: Well, and just that, like, I, I don't, I, I appreciate whatever level of neglect my parents' style of parenting may have included in those times, because... I got to do shit like that I know there's a motherfucking dirt fucking bike ramp up at the top of fucking Pinnacle Hill Because I walked my bitch ass up there and did it If I had to worry about whether or not mom and dad were going to come with me Or, you know, whether or not they knew exactly where the fuck I was or Where the fuck I was going I wouldn't have gotten like, to
1: experience half of the this shit I got like, to experience uh, my what life is it? Was it Pinnacle? Pinnacle? Like, was it Pinnacle? Mm-hmm. What we used to call it?
0: Well, I pinnacle hill pinnacle hill is the one that's right up the street
1: yes so pinnacle hill let me really i want to describe
0: really the, the highest point in rochester. it's
1: like the highest point in rochester uh it has shifting like cliffs in it like land that just falls um and there's no gates there's no like real like barriers so you could fall in certain points of this bitch and like really hurt yourself and parents were just like yeah go ahead <laughs> Like yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. you're at pinnacle hill all day God, it, it was just that it was a it was enough trust in my child to know They're not going to go up into Pinnacle Hill and die
1: They can't all go up there <laughs> <laughs> They can't go Some of them are going to save some Yeah,
0: are you going to let 8 year old Todd go alone? No uh, Fucking 13 year old Brad <laughs> Bye
2: And then there was a safety in the pack too Like if, if Once you had a pack to run with Everything felt a little yeah. safer
1: I ran with several packs in my youth
2: I didn't have very many
1: See, there, there's another difference.
2: So I didn't do a lot of this stuff very often because I didn't really have anybody to safely do it with, or who I felt safe doing it with. I guess maybe it's a better way to say it. At we least you moments. You're
1: yeah, right. Well, at least you were cognizant enough that like, hey, like some of this shit, like, <laughs> I don't know if I should go do oh, it yeah. myself. Oh yeah.
2: No, I mean I missed out on some really bad decision making. I totally would have participated in because I'm a really good <laughs> follower, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not having done some of that stuff too, like having put your wings out. I used to fuck a wall
1: out. I used to fuck a wall out. I've put myself in several de- like dangerous situations just because like I felt like I had to, mm-hmm. like no thought of like safety or anything like that, but just being like, oh, like if I go, I'm gonna get high for free. If I go, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna eat. If I go, at least I won't be outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they'll let me spend the night. You know what I mean? It was that kind of shit for like years. And like, just looking back on it now, um, there are some fond memories in it, but like the comparison today, like is fucking eye opening. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot for like me to like process. And I think like me and my therapist are going to have a very long talk this <laughs> week about like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is where that came from. Like, yeah, yeah like I, I feel like I'm Lord of the Neglecticons. Like just listening to it now, like no birthdays. There was no special holidays in my house. No decorations. It was just like four walls, a television, a couch.
2: I kept you warm.
1: In my dad's sometimes. room. Like, you know what I'm saying? My dad had his room, which was like, it was furnished. Mm-hmm. But like me and Jamal were like sleeping on floors and like we didn't have hangers. So our clothes were like folded on the floors and closets. Mm. Um, Jesus Christ, like we really went through some shit. Um, Well. We've been talking about 46 minutes now and I think there needs to be a part 2 to this episode. Agreed. Um so I'm going to I'm going to let everybody sign more trauma. I'm going to let everybody sign out first. Nice. So uh, who wants to go first? Who wants to say bye first?
0: Uh take it easy fuckers.
2: Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.
1: <laughs> and um yeah, uh check us out on all our socials. Um, just read the bio above. I know you're watching this on Spotify or iTunes. It's right there. That's how I'm old and I'm high. Um this <laughs> show, uh Tranos and the Lived Experience, my I'm your host, Cam Rain and Lean Maharet Jarrell, also known as Queen Yoten aka Tranos, BKA uh CEO of the Amazon style. This is Trenos and the Lived Experience, uh the show that could have died hundreds of times in his childhood. <laughs> Like literally hundreds Mm -hmm. of times Like literally got into Like the stranger's car There was no stranger danger For this episode Or this show There was none Um Once again This has been Tranos in the lived experience Um Okay Start